He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome, Welcome back, back to 2PT and, a bag, and a bag of chips. That was a great intro. The show about physical therapy and potato chips. What a killer show. On today's episode, podcast, today's version, today's show, we discuss compartment syndrome. I almost said department syndrome. That's different. Yes, it's different. Compartment syndrome. And not a good thing. No, it's not good. No. But we all will also review the Miss Vicky's jalapeno compliments. Jalapeno? Of Susan German. Thank you, Susan. Jalapeno. But yes, compartment syndrome is, is not a very good thing at all. No, not, not super common. No, it's not common. Although we've seen uh, several of these. There's a few kinds. The most common is, is acute compartment syndrome, which we'll talk about the most. There's also a few chronic versions, which we're not really going to talk about. But uh, generally, there's exertional, and then there's insidious onset for chronic. Insidious onset, there's no real indication for why that was going on. Hence the term insidious. Yeah, and then exertional is uh, pain during activity, which subsides following. Usually, numbness is reported with that. Good thing we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to mention those. So, acute compartment syndrome, which is by far the most common and also the one we probably deal with the most. And that is essentially a result of, most of the time, some athletic endeavor where there's a large, what they call, crush injury taking place. So, typically, we'll see this. Somebody falls on the floor. Someone gets hit. Someone gets hit repeatedly in the same place several times. And what you get is an increase in blood flow, which then restricts a compartment. And so there's several compartments. Most of the time you'll see this either in the lower leg, so the, the shin area, or you'll see this in the forearm. But you can also see it pretty commonly in the glutes, in the thigh, and in the feet. And basically what a compartment is, is an area that is Delineated by your body through different fascial layers. Wow. Basically. That sounds impressive. Yes. So what happens is that increased blood flow will then restrict blood flow. It's not always blood flow. Increased blood flow and lymphatic, I should say. And that will then restrict blood flow, which will then prevent oxygen from reaching those structures. And if you don't have oxygen, that's not a good thing. And so then eventually, if left untreated, that tissue will die. Or, worst cases, we'll see a nerve problem. Yeah, I think tissue dying is pretty bad, too. Tissue dying is pretty bad. Yep. Everybody in the, in the Denver metro area is probably familiar with the, uh, the injury that one of the Broncos sustained. Raheem um, Moore. Yes, where he needed emergency surgery in the middle of the night to... Release the pressure. Yes, that was that was that was the Peyton Manning years. That was that was a few years ago now. Yeah, the good old days. We all remember Raheem Moore for for one particular play. Well, we won't get into that today. No, no. I the still flack, like you, Raheem. You tried the Flacco hard. play. You tried hard. Wish yeah. Flacco tried as hard now as he did then. Yeah. But we digress. Anyway, that was um, that was a, a classic example of um. Compartment yeah. syndrome. We had another young young man here who was the nephew of one of our therapists, who uh, sustained a thigh injury, uh, pretty common in football, helmet to the thigh or 
you know, like, like Christian said, the crush injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially thought it was a bad bruise, and then the pain got worse and worse and worse. And the pain is excruciating from what these patients relate. Uh, excruciating enough to visit the emergency room, which then immediately leads to uh, emergency surgery. Yeah, the surgery is uh, what they call a fasciotomy. Essentially, what they're going to do is take a knife and essentially cut a huge line into your your compartment, whichever compartment is most affected. This will relieve pressure on the underlying muscles and blood vessels and nervous tissue and allow that to get oxygen and, and not die, which is good. That's that's the end result, yeah. So the, the injury or the, the surgery looks really, really pretty horrific most of the time. It's because there's enough swelling in that area still that they won't be able to close the incision up. So once the incision is made, it puffs open so that all that pressure can release. Yeah. And then it just gaps. It, it, they can't close it for sometimes week or weeks, and then they have to consider some skin grafting. But, yeah, it looks pretty impressive. Yeah. So after someone's had it, you, there's always a scar. It, it really never goes away. Um, I think of seven, eight years ago, the young soccer player, female, that had bilateral compartment syndrome. And so, you know, that's always a tough deal if you're younger and you've got big scars on your, your shins that yeah. aren't Battle really scars, go but not necessarily not necessarily good. Yeah, so those are rough. Uh, the other mechanism that you'll see with this is, is burns. And so burns can cause compartment syndrome. Uh, we don't deal with that at all here, but... Did a little bit when I uh, when I first moved to the states. Worked in a hospital. Worked on a burn or a wound care unit. Um, yeah, not good. That that should be left to specialists. People that specialize in that type of treatment. Um, but yeah, you get you can have depending on the size of the burn in the area. Similar mechanism. The rate of compartment syndrome with fractures is reported between one and ten percent, which I think is a pretty huge rate. I would think it's probably closer to the 1% than the 10%, but those are the reported numbers in the literature, so I would, that surprised me. They say that 75% of acute compartment syndrome is associated with a fracture of either the tibia or the radius. So that's kind of interesting. So I think from a, a post-management fracture there, you're always paying attention to the signs and symptoms of compartment syndrome. Those are going to be pain out of proportion of what you'd expect, kind of what Jim has already mentioned, pretty horrific dis, dis, you know, pain levels there. Uh, the pain is worse with stretching of the affected muscles. Of course, if you have a fracture in there, there's going to be pain regardless of what you do because that bone is no longer stable. You also get a very tense compartment feel. So they describe it as firm and in some cases wood-like. Uh, diminished sensation, which is a real big problem. A weakness, which can happen in as quick as two to four hours. And then paralysis, which is very, very problematic. And if that starts to happen, it's an immediate surgical intervention. There's nothing else really. There's no other options at that point. Now, and generally speaking, this is a this is a pretty progressive event. I mean, it, this goes pretty quickly. Like a lot of people get injured, and you know, playing a, playing a game or, or 
or being involved in athletics and go home, ice, which clearly doesn't do anything at that point in time, and then they wake up in the middle of the night with, with horrendous pain. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty quick. It's usually not a, a slow progressing problem. No. no, not at all. The other thing you'll see is sometimes someone will, will get an injury and then they'll go the old adage of rice, which is rest, ice, compression, elevation. Uh, compression and constricting garments have been found to, to unfortunately increase the likelihood of this because you're adding an additional layer of compression to the area. So on occasion, you'll see this even with, with splints or casting. If the splint and or cast is put on too tight or, or too soon, uh, that you'll start to see that as an issue as well. Um, that's, that's most of it. Treatment-wise with us, in some cases, it's, it's, you know, get strength back, work on range of motion, and then return to activity. I mean, general recovery is going to be somewhere in the four to six weeks range after the, the incision has been closed up. So it can, it can take a little. I'm good. <laughs> I had to sneeze. Uh, the recurrence rate, thankfully, is quite low. They say also between 3 and 17%, which is, uh, I think, also really quite high. I'm not familiar with any firsthand cases of recurrence. But, no, have never heard of one. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't exist, but that's pretty rare. But though, though that number may include the, the chronic cases as well. So, yeah. There you have it. Compartment syndrome. Pain. Numbness, weakness. Pain. A lot. Yeah. And usually a distinct injury. Yes, yes. Pretty Um, much always a a trauma followed by swelling. It's one of the things I was always most concerned about with my my middle son playing lacrosse as a goalie, taking a lacrosse ball of the thigh or the shin. Mm -hmm. That's the the first thing that you you think about. So if you are a parent and you've seen this type of injury – you know, be, be, be aware of that. It's not super common, but, you know, it's something to be aware of. And that may, um, that may lead us to a future podcast about the use of ice and, and, and um, the importance of ice and rice, which is slowly being reconsidered. Yes. That's topic for a different day. Absolutely. Trivia time. We had trivia? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the dark one. Last, exactly. Last week's trivia, in darts, what is the highest possible score using only three darts? That, that was kind of tricky because for those of us who play darts, this should be pretty easy, but most people think... The bullseye is the highest. Yep. Which it's not. Bullseye is only 50. Triple 20 is... 60. There you have it. And even triple 19 and triple 18 are higher. And triple 17, I think, also is higher. That would be 61. 51. 51. Yeah. 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 So a couple of correct answers. Well done, Tony Korea. Way to go, Tony. Tony's in uh, Oregon right now watching a football game. Oh, that sounds awesome. Also, well done, Jamie. He's on a roll right Jamie now. Jamie Antoven, yeah. He's on a roll. He he's, must not be doing much. He's played some barroom uh, darts, Trivia. I think, in the oh, past. Okay. Yeah. And then we also got a correct answer from L. Chris 1S. Thanks, L. Chris. Yeah. So Appreciate you playing. Yeah. Well done. This week's question, we're going with an anatomy question. Oh. What is the longest muscle in the body? There you have it. Simple question. Yeah. Yeah. Should be pretty easy. Do, do we go like 
muscle to muscle or tendon to tendon. What? So do you just measure the muscle belly or do you include the tendon in that? Oh, I think they include the tendon. Right. I think it's attachment to attachment. All right. Yeah. yeah. Just, just making sure. We don't want anybody, you know, guessing right and being disqualified because you yeah. changed the rules. No, that's a, that's a good point. Well, chip 10. Miss Vicky's. Miss Vicky's Jalapeno Kettle Cooked Potato Chips. Compliments of Susan German. There's, there's, some, there's some wise words on here. Are there? Every bag of chips began somewhere, but ours began with someone. Whoa. Miss Vicky wanted better chips for her family, so she made them using ingredients fresh from her family's farm. That Way to go, Miss Vicky. is awesome. All right. This was uh, one of those mini bags, right? So do you have like an air chip, to... Chip tear ratio is always about 40% in these. And, it's uh, a mini bag, so it doesn't really count. It's made with love and care. Now, it says it's jalapeno flavored, so there's no pieces of jalapeno in here, I guess. Oh, no? Well, that's interesting. No, it's got jalapeno seasoning and jalapeno powder. That sounds good. Jalapeno. Are you going? I was waiting for you to go just to see uh, how hot it was. It's a good chip. Nice crunchy chip. It's like, mm. I mean, it's a kettle-style chip, so it's always yeah. got the nice one. I'm going with a triple foldy here. Um, mm. Not a ton of heat. Not a ton. It gets the back of your neck a little bit, though. Back yeah. of your throat, I should say. Huh. Um, I'm getting some paprika, too. Or hey, there's definitely some paprika flavor. Um, these are really yummy. Not too salty. No, I like them. Flavored, yummy. These are actually my wife's favorite chips. Well, Miss Miss Vicky's. Brand. They're your most? My wife's favorite. Oh. Kate. Kate's favorite. The jalapeno ones or just Miss Vicky's in general? Well, she likes jalapeno. She also likes the, the salt and vinegar ones. Uh, that's right. We did. I knew that we had done one before. Yep. Um, they're quite good. They're not the easiest ones to find around here, but they're enjoyable. Yeah. Yummy. Are they from the East Coast, or? I don't know where they're from. Uh, Purchase, New York. So right That's a great name for a town, Purchase. Pretty close to where I grew up. Okay. Hmm. I went to school at SUNY Purchase for like two years. State University of New York. I had to learn that when we were in upstate New York last yeah, week. SUNY, because there was another SUNY school in Rochester. They're everywhere. There's a lot of SUNYs, yeah. Yeah. We oh, digress. Uh, I like it. I'm, I'm going give... two thumbs. I'm going to give it two thumbs as well. Sorry for interrupting you there, Christian. Oh, no problem. Two thumbs. Uh, good chip. Solid chip. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. Thank you again, Susan. Good find. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over avascular necrosis. Which wow. Is, which is... A lot of gruesome injuries lately. Yeah. I don't know. That's what came up on the, the list. We haven't had a guest in a while, so I, I had to, to, to go back to the list. So... If you have any suggestions about uh, physical therapy topics, and they could be topics that we have already brushed on, um, yep. please reach out. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to review the Mabo's one-ton chip next week. We are. Which is apparently the official chip of, uh, of, of, of Iron Man, of Kona Iron Man. Oh, these came from Kim. No, these came from Michelle. Oh, these came from Michelle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Michelle was there while yeah. the Iron Man was going. Yeah. Okay. We got some other chips from Kim, too. I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to those. Those will, those will be good. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. Uh, if you like the show today, please uh, tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for more information on 
this topic. Check out us throughout the week on Instagram and Twitter. Tell um, tell your mailman, tell your yeah milkman. Don't just tell your friends. Tell everyone. Tell everybody. For more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.